Hello, and welcome to Clamp, the Creating, Living, and Making podcast. I'm your host, Morley Kurt, and joining me as always is Adam Mackey. Hello. I finally got to go first. Yeah. Oh, do I never do you first? You you both always introduce me second. Interesting. <laughs> That's funny. In the Grant Alexander. Yeah, hello. Not that I've been it- thinking about it. I just picked up it lately. <laughs> No, this is all Adam's been thinking about. Yeah. At the beginning of every episode, he's just like, oh, I hope they save me first. <laughs> it has been a, it's been a hot second. The last time we talked, I was in a haunted tavern, but now I'm back in the non-haunted Canada. How's it going, Adam? What what, what have you been up to? Yeah, I, um, I haven't really been doing much. I built a TV unit. I can't remember if I talked about it last time, last episode. It was a couple of weeks ago. I think I mentioned it. So I built a TV unit. Um, and yeah, that's about it. I haven't, I didn't record anything. I didn't even take one picture of it, like building it. I think I put a picture up on my Instagram after it was finished, like and set up and everything with a fish tank and stuff on top. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, that's, um, really the only thing I made. My shop is a complete mess. I planned on cleaning it this morning. I'm home alone today and I had a few hours before this to clean and I just sat and watched TV. But hopefully after we record, I'll get some cleaning done. And yeah, other than that, um, so the day that this episode comes out, lockdown is finally ending for me. Uh, not everyone, but Ooh. because so people that are- So what does that, what does that mean in, in your neck of the woods for lock and lockdown to be over? Yeah. So once we hit 70% of double vaxxed people, which we have, I think we hit yesterday- um, anyone who is double vaxxed will be free pretty much can go anywhere. Um, I'm not sure if there's anything that can't be opened, but there's still limitations. So my gym is finally reopening. I finally get to go back to the gym for the first time in like three and a half months. Um, but it's limited to like 20 people per class and stuff. So it's not fully reopened because we, our capacity is like 50 people per class. Um, and stuff like that. I can go visit my friends and, and all that sort of stuff, which would be nice. I just, you guys did a great job of going from like, I think it was like 1% or 2% vaccinated to 70% vaccinated very quickly. Because everyone wanted to get out of lockdown. Right. And, you know, yeah. I don't, it's not the same here. We have, I think in Ottawa, we're like 85% and we still have some, like Canada still got restrictions. Yeah. So we have, so ours is, um, so 70% we're opening up for double vaxxed, 80% of double vaxxed, we will be opening more stuff, like le- losing some restrictions. So probably like more people per gym class and all that sort of stuff. Right. And then once we hit 90%, which they're estimating the 1st of December, it's open for everyone, whether you're vaccinated or not. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I just think it's crazy that it's actually working. I think if in canada they actually put some sort of goals and targets that people might be more inclined but ours was just like we'll look at it later once we get more vaccinations and it's like i think i think it's what they kind of did in alberta right like they they started putting on like vaccine passport-esque restrictions and people were like oh i want to do stuff i'm gonna get vaccinated now yeah well i know a few people that have got vaccinated just because they don't want to miss out um of course there's a lot of people that don't want to get vaccinated and you know whatever it's their choice, but they can't do stuff. That's that's you know that's their loss. That's I mean, the, that's the way it works. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not going to go into that because um, you know I don't want to put my opinion out there of what I think of that. But yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm excited to get to go back to the gym. I'm like scared yeah. and nervous because like I haven't been in so long and like I'm so fat again. Like I I am pretty much back to where I first started two years ago. Um, and stuff, but everyone's going to be fat again now. Everyone's going to be starting back at ground zero together. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny. So the first time I signed up to my gym, my mate made me signed up cause they were giving away 10 grand. So like for the, they have, they do an eight week challenge and then whoever has the best result at the end wins 10 grand. So as of not next Monday, the Monday after, so a week after they reopen, a new challenge starts and it's for 10 grand again. And I'm like, I know how to lose the weight. I know what to do. If I actually do it, I have a chance of winning. Cause I came, 
I came first for my studio that time. Oh, really? Um, but I didn't come first. Like, it's between five studios. I didn't come yeah, first you got, overall. You got practice now. So, how does it work? Is it percentage of body weight? No, because it's it, there's heaps that goes into it. So, we have to get we have to get a full body scan at the beginning and end, and then like weight and all that sort of stuff. But there's more to it than just like body fat and stuff. It's like because like you know if you're muscly to begin with, it, it depends on how much muscle you build up and so it's right. fair for everyone. Like you can't just the fat guy is going to win because he loses the most fat quicker. Right, right. Well, and if you so. just only do percentage wise, it's the slightly overweight person who actually wins. Like that's why like the biggest loser they started going percentage wise, and then like these people that look like me were winning the biggest loser, and you were just looking at them going right, and another person lost two whole fucking people, and we yeah. got <laughs> me. I lost forty pounds and I win. Right. Yeah. Like. Exactly. Yeah. I don't. I don't know exactly how it works. They have like an algorithm that they put all the details in and all that sort of stuff. But but the body scan is really cool. Like I've been getting them pretty regularly, even when there wasn't a challenge, just to mm. keep track of what I was doing and that. So yeah, it's cool. Hmm. cool. And I, I'm fitter than I when I first started. You know, yeah, I'm still. Sure. I'm sure. Like even yeah. if it feels like you're back to where you started, I'm sure like all that activity isn't like completely out the window i'm sure like muscle and cardiovascular wise you're you're in a better spot than you were the first time yeah for sure i mean like i probably i'm probably down a little bit from when i first started but like my weight is pretty close to when i first started but i have a lot more muscle than when i first started i'm fitter than when i first started i still have my guns and stuff like muscle memory is going to make all that come back really quick as well mm-hmm. so i'm actually i'm excited I, I but guns i'm scared were nice illegal in australia <laughs> mm. Not, not if uh, ah! <laughs> I forgot the quote. Grant, I saw you not too long ago, but what, what have you been up to? What's been, what's been going on? Oh, what have I? Yeah, it's been it's been a hot minute since I've seen you. Uh, I didn't spend like twelve hours in a car with you or nothing. Um, yeah. I have uh, so I think that two maybe three weeks ago I talked about putting out the cabinet doors for my trailer. And that video has now dropped, and it's doing quite well, so I'm excited about that. Uh, I've only got one negative comment, and it was from Adam. <laughs> it was from me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, I can't work out. I couldn't think of what to write, so I'll just do a troll comment for the laughs. Yeah. But the funny thing is the people that don't know that we're friends will be like, look at this fuckwit. Exactly. <laughs> I loved it, yeah. Um, it was just, yeah, it was about pocket hole screws, because I don't generally use them, but they're literally not under any type of pressure. They're just there to hold it together. So I thought it would be a good use of pocket. I was, I was actually genuinely surprised to see you use pocket hole screws. Yeah. I don't know. They're fine. They're just not my preferred method. Um, mm. The, uh, the other thing is I've been on a couple of podcasts beyond this one because everyone, we didn't record a week. So I had to record two other podcasts uh, to make up for it. That's so enough. I was on the, uh, yeah, that's how it works. I was on the Proper Tools podcast first, um, and it's uh, it's a make uh, it's Jake and Sean, and uh, it's a great uh, little podcast. And they're an up and coming podcast, so you should go check them out. And then I was also on uh, Maker's Waffle, and that is a a waffling good time. It was I think a three hour conversation with uh, Andy and Jamie, um, and uh, we went. We just waffled on about lots of different things, but if you got three hours to spend, it's uh, it's probably worth it. Or if you put it on like two times, then it's only an hour and a half, and that's probably worth it more. Uh, <laughs> and the other thing, and I think we're going to be talking about this a little bit more, so I won't go into much detail, but we were at the High Caliber Camp forging away and you know using a wood lathe for the first time. Uh, yeah. That's, you know, cr- what, that's the first you- time you've used a wood lathe? Yeah, it's the first time so I've used you a wood did, lathe. You didn't use one in like um in shop class in school at all? No. We didn't have uh we didn't use one, no. We we wow. built uh furniture like Adirondack chairs in my shop mm. class, my wood class. And then I didn't end up taking like that was like the intro wood class. And then I didn't end up taking any wood shop past then. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, as as the listeners might expect, I was also down in Virginia for high caliber camp, um, which was a grand old time. 
it was like literally the most perfect weather it could possibly have been. It was like, there was like three clouds in the sky the whole weekend. Um, and at the beginning of the episode, you heard me ring the dinner bell that I made, um, which was one of the projects we did. And I'm, I'm like addicted to forging now after doing it that one weekend, like I really need to find a way to forge close to home. There's this, there's this really cool maker space. That's like an hour North of me, um, where they have like all the best crafts available. So they have like, they have like a pottery studio. They have all the things that like require a lot of space and money. And that are really hard to set up at home. They have a blacksmithing forge. Um, they have like welding and stuff. So um, I want to find one a little closer, but it, I, I really, really cool. enjoyed the forging part of it. Yeah. I I'm with you. And I couldn't believe that my, my arm and shoulder didn't hurt after it. My like, arm really all. hurt after the first day because I was using my wrist way too much and like gripping super hard. So just that like hour and a half of bad technique just came back to bite me like the whole rest of the weekend, even though yeah, it got a I lot had, better uh, after that. Austin's dad like came up real quick and was like, you don't want to do that. And like showed me, he was like, just, just like raise it up and, li- and let it drop on its own. And I was yeah. like, uh, okay, if that's what you say. You've got way more experience than I do. And yeah, nothing, no problems. Yeah. Also like huge shout out to Austin's dad, Troy, who um, yeah. I had heard about in passing a few times on makers on zoom, having coffee that like they seem to both blacksmith. And I was, I was picturing like this, like old, this old man with like a white beard who was, I don't know. <laughs> Not not do not like super active Maybe he does, but <laughs> he's like, I feel like him and Austin are kind of like brothers. They're just like both like running around the forge together, forging away. He's uh, tons of energy and just was like super helpful, great teacher alongside mm-hmm. Austin, along with his friends Steve and Nick, who were key in making that whole weekend happen. Totally. Um, but if anyone wants to see the vibe of the weekend. I made a recap video on the whole thing. Um, the title was supplied by Justin of bear naked and it's called smash and metal with my homies because that's what the weekend was all about. Um, so that was a lot of fun to make. It was kind of like making the camping video with grant, um, last summer, similar kind of like music video vibes, which is something I want to do a lot more of just like, making sort of compilation videos like that. Um, so I need to find some more ways of making videos like that. Um, and then, so the weekend was great and then it wasn't so great because, well, Grant, I'll let you, I'll let you start telling that story. (laughs) Well, we, we've got to go back to the beginning then because it started (laughs) off not even great. (laughs) Can you put in a record scratch noise here? Please, Adam. Record scratch, freeze frame. Yeah. So go back to to Thursday. Um, So I planned on driving up, but the the states has the border, the land border is closed. So you're not allowed to get in unless it's essential business reasons. And it's really like what is essential is pretty like up in the air and not well-defined. They have this thing, what's an essential traveler? And it defines them. And then it says, also business. It's just like a blanket business. <laughs> like Making money? For business, Come on over. Right. And I'm like, okay, they're, you know, I'm going to try it. It's business related. You know, we make money on this podcast and the YouTube videos and whatever. We're making um, bags. Right. We're, you know, I make $10, but it, they don't need to know how much money I make. It's yeah. business. Um, so I go to the border, towing my trailer. I'm, you know, I've got the the camp itinerary with me to prove why I'm there. And the border people, very nice, very nice guy. He he didn't really let me answer questions. I don't know what else he was like wanting to get back to, but he seemed to be very rushing on all of my answers. Like he'd ask me a question, and I'd start talking, and he would cut me off. And I was like, I don't know what, like I don't think I'm a like long speaker, but maybe I am. Um. According to this right now, I apparently am. Um, (laughs) But I was, uh, yeah, I was having, you know, having fun with that and uh, trying to trying to get across the border. And they just said, 
no, that's that's not essential. So they turned me around and I booked a, a flight. So that was just like two hours out of my life because the border is only about an hour away from me. But I actually turned around. I went to a parking lot like 10 minutes down the road to try and book the, the flight to make sure because when I had booked, there was only like two left on Expedia. So I was like, oh, I really, you know, I don't want to miss out. So I, uh, I booked that. Uh, sorry, Adam just wrote something and it popped up in my thing and I can't. <laughs> sorry. Well, I, I so, just want to say I'm glad you got to make it because when you well, got turned around. Listeners don't know yet. Oh, <laughs> you just said you booked a flight. I did say you were, you were there like, over the weekend. If you, if you, if you booked a flight and didn't go, then why did you book a flight? Well, you're, you're not too far off from the you're outcome not too of the far story. Off. <laughs> right. So I uh, I turned around and booked. I tried to book the flight. I'm in the parking lot. It's not working. I get like I go to checkout and it says that flight's not available. And I'm like, this is effed. I'm just going to go home. And, and somebody brought up at the weekend, by the way, that sometimes I say this is effed and sometimes I say this is fucked. And I don't know why. I, I've actually probably said this is this is effed up, you motherfucker. I'm sure I've said those words. And it's, it's because you have two. Anyways, but sometimes I do it and sometimes I don't. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, all that to say, I drive home and I, f- I get home and do it on a real computer and still on my phone and it works. I don't know why, but like phones don't always give you the same results as a computer. Well, anyways, it works. Get on the flight. Go. I have to go and get a, a rapid antigen test to get on the flight. Get that. No problems. Don't have COVID. All right. Woo-hoo. Get on the flight. Get there. I go to the airport and I'm in the security line. And when I'm in the security line, I usually go through my pockets and I put all of like my keys and change into my like carry on bag. That way I don't have to empty them out and then re put them in and whatever. Right. So I go to put, I pull out my keys. I have my Swiss army knife on my keychain. I saw that coming. I have done that as well. Right. So I've had this since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, in domestically, like if I was just flying between Ottawa and Toronto or Ottawa and anywhere else in Canada, I can I can keep this on my keychain and they don't take it away. What? And if you're in the States and you fly domestically, you can also do that. But if you fly from Canada to the States, they somehow think you're now a terrorist and they don't let you do it. Um, Canadian terrorists maybe, in the US. Maybe they don't have enough fuel on board to get past... Like somewhere, I don't know. It's, it seems really weird. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think of why that would. It's more just like international travelers. There's more scrutiny. Like when I yeah. went in, like when I go to the states, I have to take off my shoes. When I fly inside of Canada, I don't have to take off my shoes. Anyways, all that hmm. to say, I have my stupid Swiss Army knife with me. So what am I gonna do? So I'm like, I figured I'll, I'll like mail it first. My first thought was. I'll go hide it somewhere and tell my wife to come pick it up. <laughs> and I went, nice. Wait, I'm going to go randomly sneak around and hide <laughs> something in an airport. <laughs> Nothing sauce. <laughs> yeah, I went, uh, let me rethink that plan. So then I was like, well, maybe I can find a post office and just mail it to myself and I'll just eat the postage. Right. Well, there's no post office at the Ottawa airport. I think there's one at the Toronto airport because I've seen it before. Um, there wasn't one at the Ottawa airport. We're too small. So then I I ask around to different people, and finally someone says, go see Lost and Found. They might be able to help. I was like, that's a weird place to go, but maybe they'll hold it for me. Well, they do. They, yeah, they, they'll hold you, your packet. They'll hold whatever you want. You can hold luggage there if you need to or whatever. It's just a charge yeah. per day, just so you know. Oh, they charge you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so I have done the same thing twice. Oh no. When we when we flew so we flew to Queensland, which is uh domestic. It's a mm-hmm. one hour flight up north. And we're going there, I was with all my mates, it was for my mate's bucks, and I and I reached my pocket, I'm like, shit, I have my Swiss Army knife on me. My mate, uh my best mate gave me this pocket knife when he asked me to be in his wedding party. And I'm like, this is like so sentimental, I don't want to lose it. Both times though, we caught the train um to the airport, and the second time we were going to Fiji. 
I'm like, well, it's international, like it's going to be a big issue. But luckily, I work for the trains. So I just went to the major local train station. I went up to the office and said, can you post this to my correspondence back at my home depot? And then it was waiting for me when I got back. <laughs> what? That's a super duper life hack for anyone yeah. who, who, who works for the train. Work for a train and then you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. So not, not so, only did I not have to go collect it later, it was waiting for me when I signed on to my first shift. Nice. And it yeah. was just like, it, that's that's an awesome. I wish I would, yeah. would have thought of something cool like that because there's <laughs> government agencies that I could yeah. have maybe done that. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't. But I, So I had to pay $2 a day. So I prepaid because I, I knew, I knew when, when I was going to be coming back. Or hmm. so I thought. Boom, boom. And we'll pick this story up after we talk a little bit about what happened on the weekend. Yeah, I, I just to real, I just realized how you got back and how much of a yeah. pain that would have been. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, one thing I'll say is I got, before we, we pick it up later, I went to the airport and I was stopped at the Toronto airport and that was the only layover I had that was long enough for me to try and get some sort of sustenance in my body. And I decided that sustenance I needed was beer. Um, <laughs> so hey, I went and I got there's yeast in it yeah oh, boy. so I went of- and I got uh, I they had craft beer and I love craft beer and so they had uh, some I actually have a can Muskoka Brewery Detour uh, Detour there we go how ironic oh so wow. I posted in my stories, I hope this isn't the only detour I'm going to have to have because I'd already been turned around at the border. And so I posted, I hope that was the only detour I had. And I posted a picture of the detour beer. Poor that was not the only detour I had. <laughs> anyway, so I that- made it there and that was great. And uh, Marion picked me up at the airport. So, so that evening when... What did you have? When- yeah, so that evening when, when Grant arrived, um, I had been uh, – I think I arrived around like noon because I stayed with a few days. My sister happens to live 30 minutes away from Austin, so I took the trip as an opportunity to like spend some time with her, which was awesome. And so I was at Austin's a bit early, and we took the, the first evening to like do some uh, practice forging, which was super key mm-hmm. in actually becoming proficient at it in like three days. Um so that was super fun. And like people were trickling in as we like, were starting to forge and Austin's family made like a bunch of like burgers and hot dogs for everyone, which was really, really nice. And so like, we're all like banging away at the forge at this point. It's like, I think it's like 9 PM. It's dark. And we're all having like a, a great time drinking beers, playing music. And then like all of a sudden, like Grant and Marion come out of the darkness. So I'm like, Oh, you're here. <laughs> and I'm like, um, and you're just like super flustered. And I think I said like, um, like, oh, we're, we're forging, like, grab a hammer. Like, do you want some food? You're like, all I've eaten today is a cliff bar and a beer. So, yes, I definitely want food. <laughs> yes. Every other time I've been on flights, there's, like, a meal provided. Anytime I've gone international, there's been a meal provided. And I feel I like I that's rare the these days from going yeah, just probably. to, like, Toronto to the East Coast. I mean, Porter will give you, like, a drink in Peanuts. Yeah, I okay, I guess I might have they offered pretzels and I Yeah. said no. Cuz I was on the plane and I didn't want to catch covid. And a good way to catch covid is eating with everyone else at the same time that they're eating. Yeah. On a on a tiny thing that everyone's it's a super mask mandate except for when you eat. But on yeah. the plane, I will say on the plane, the interesting they say you have to put it in your mouth and you have to chew with your mask on. They're that specific. Well, wow. yes, they are that specific on the plane. Hmm. All right. I think when, when I when I flew during COVID, like the one time I flown during COVID, it was September of last year, so it was still early days. People were figuring stuff out, and I think it was uh, they just didn't do snacks, and it yeah. was just like, no, you figure wear your mask. <laughs> they gave us everything. They gave everyone a bottle of water. Um, so, but yeah, how did that work for seating? So, oh, you want to hear fun parts about, about plane travel and how it changes the further South I got. 
So mm-hmm. the first flight, Air Canada between Ottawa and Toronto. I get on the plane. They hand me a like hermetically sealed bag that inside of it contained like 17 different ways of disinfecting things and a medical mask in case I want. I don't know how I got that far without one, but apparently in case you need one, here's one. I get to the next one. It's from Toronto to uh, New uh, Newark. Or so- it's Toronto to the States somewhere. Um, and that one, again, Air Canada. Okay. The first one, there's a seat between everyone. Every- no one is sitting beside a person. Yeah. The second plane is like, instead of having three seats and three seats, it's two seats and two seats. Everyone's sitting beside each other. But I get on the plane. They hand me a Ziploc bag that has been taped shut. So I'm like still <laughs> sealed. And it's got like, instead of like 17 different ways, it's probably got like 10 different ways and another mask. I go, okay, thank you. Right? Like, I don't know. what What's all this for? Right? Like, I guess you can wipe down like your seat and stuff. But I'm like, I don't know. Anyways, it just seemed like a lot. So I get on to the United plane. When I get from, I think it was Newark to, to Norfolk, um, or maybe Chicago. Uh, anyways, it doesn't really matter. I get on the United plane, and they hand me a single, like, you know when you go for wings and you get, like, one of those moist towelettes? <laughs> a a single wipe. one of those, but it's a disinfectant wipe. And I went, this is so ridiculous, like, way different than it is in uh, Canada. I was just like, this is so wacky. And that plane was packed. Yeah, right. How many flights did you have to get? So it was three. So Ottawa to Toronto, Toronto, and it was Chicago, and then Chicago to Norfolk. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. If if I had driven to Montreal or Toronto, I probably could have got a direct flight. Yeah. Grant, let me ask you a question. What was your biggest surprise of meeting someone? Who was meeting someone in person? Who was the most different from what they what you expected them to be? Well, I like that question. Well, Ben's head was way bigger than I expected. <laughs> Both Ben like, was taller than I expected. Metaphor- yeah, he was way bigger than I like taller and yeah. Um Justin was taller than I expected too. I'd say like personality wise, um everyone it just it like no one really surprised me. Because they we we chat with these people like every week. Yeah, I, so. I I felt very similar. It's weird how like you can get a pretty good read on someone and of their personality when you have like weekly or at least like once a month hour chats with them on Zoom. Hmm. Was Plus who, who surprised you? I mean, I feel. I feel very similar. I actually, I'll answer in the opposite way. I feel like Justin from Bear Naked is exactly what I expected him to be. <laughs> like hilarious, yeah. constantly making puns. I I mentioned this to Grant when we were when we were driving together. Like I feel like I've known Justin for years, like for like ten years. I don't. I feel like one day I'm gonna realize that like I met him a long time ago somewhere and I just <laughs> forgot it because he's that he's that type of person to me somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say Austin, uh, I think Austin did surprise me some ways in how much energy he has, like from the moment I got there. And like, at that point it was just Dean who was there. He was just like, like, sh- like showing me stuff, like ready to do things. And he was just like, go, 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 which makes a lot of sense considering like how successful he is with his business and mm-hmm. everything he's done, like started a surfboard company, sold it, started another company and, He's he is like super can get stuff done. And I think it's also if you watch his videos and I do the same thing, people tell me like you could fall asleep watching like listening to your like, you know, voiceover. And I think the problem is for some reason, like my voiceover voice is like way too relaxed (laughs) and I need to hype it up a bit. Yeah, I I know what you mean. That's that's but that's funny because like that's the thing I like about um uh crap who is it that you don't like? I don't remember his name. <laughs> John Malecki? No, no, not John Malecki. The um oh, far out. Uh, 
This is I'm going to look it yourself up. in the foot yeah. segment. <laughs> I'm going to look it up and get back to you. Um, he's on the Shop Sounds podcast. Let's name other people Grant doesn't like who he hasn't said he doesn't like on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. out him. Well, it's not that I don't like John Malecki. He's just, that's not the type of guy I, I want to watch. Right. Like, uh, Bourbon, Bourbon Moth. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so he, his voiceovers are like so monotone and like, yeah. He like, but that's what I find so funny about them. Like, I feel like he definitely does it on purpose to try and be funny. And that's like what I remember I was watching one of his videos once and my wife was in. She's like, what the hell? Like, how can you even watch this? Like, this guy just is pissing me off. Like, he's not changing his voice at all. But like, <laughs> I don't know. I just sort of find funny. Um, I, in I, saying I'll that. Out here, I don't have a problem with Bourbon Moth. I just think his videos are too long. Like, <laughs> oh, he's, he, he definitely like a nice yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah, he, his Malachi, videos are definitely. I wouldn't want to go have a beer with. I think yeah, bourbon no. moth. I'd like to go have a bourbon with. Yeah, but don't yeah. Be, don't be taking these people. I don't want them. <laughs> Grant's watching me write them in the mentions. Okay, we're, we're just we're just gonna put clips up on our stories if you back yeah, it out. This John is the Malachi. only. No, this fine. is the you only video clip we're gonna put in the story. Yeah, uh, I always yeah, forget to post the- stuff, and this is the one thing I remember. Um, <laughs> you, can, I, you can put them there. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I, w- I want to say that I reckon I'd be the most um, different person in person. Because I know that, yeah, I'm a very closed in person. Like I, I keep like to myself, but I reckon if we were in person and like the second I get comfortable, I, I turn into a completely different person. Hmm. I know I do. Yeah. I'm always trying to be the clown. <laughs> Actually, you know who was like a real talk? The Go person ahead. who was very different from what I expected was Tony Langer. Like I he much more uh, like outgoing funny um just i th- i don't think i'd like talk to him as much over zoom to get a full <laughs> read on him but he was like he was he was super fun to hang out with i feel like the old shooting yourself in the foot i expected <laughs> him to just be some boring plain person but he was actually quite funny <laughs> i don't know maybe it's just that i didn't have an expectation <laughs> no no it's just it's just kind of funny that like that's yeah. how it comes out i think he he joins in and listens a lot more yeah yeah maybe that's the the thing i think i would say he's he's mischievous he's mischievous in person that's what i did not expect yeah (laughs) that makes sense uh i didn't expect uh uh jacob griffin to be uh like i don't know he looks like he he got off the cast of uh what's that motorcycle show that we watched american chopper no the other one oh so adam Oh, Sons of Anarchy? Oh, Sons of Anarchy. Anarchy. Yeah, I was like, you definitely look like you're on Sons of Anarchy. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I felt like about him. Rolled up in a Canadian tuxedo. Yeah. um, So what goodies did you get? Like, let's talk about what you made. So so anyone who's wondering what that sound was at the beginning of the episode, what was it, Molly? This was the, the dinner bell, which I would just call a triangle. Uh, yeah, like the musical <laughs> instrument. Um, but I saw that, that in the stories, s- and I'm like, it's just a triangle. So that was one of the forging forging uh, projects at Austin's. But I can see why it's a dinner bell because when you actually ring it and you like do the circle thing, it makes the sound of like a train crossing, um, mm. a very like a calling sound. Um, so that was one of the projects we all made these sick super metal forged cleavers with turned wooden handles that are like look like they're out of Jack the Ripper. Um, and I made like three S hooks just to practice, which I got right. Yeah. Um, which are a great beginner blacksmithing project because you make a taper and you make a hook and you make a twist. So you like get to practice three pretty important techniques right off the bat. Um, those projects were all good, but when you're talking about goodies, I mean, the grab bag items that everyone made were like super sweet. Um, yeah. Well, I was going to get to that after, but I wanted to know what you made first. Well, that's what I made. Well, so that's what he made. I made something different. So I made yeah. a uh, a drive hook. So instead of making an S oh, hook, yeah. I turned it into you just taper out the end and then bend it over, and then you can drive it into a tree. So it's mm. actually like way more useful in my mind um, because there's a lot, you know, any tree now. Grant just loves killing stuff. trees. <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> Austin had lots of drive hooks and stuff, and they I think like trees would just grow around them. Um, yeah, like and then I made a uh, yeah, I made a triangle as well. I made uh, and then I made a kitchen cleaver. I don't know. Some other people were doing like extra wood turning. I didn't know that was an option, so I didn't get a chance to do that. And then I walked in and like all the lathes were in use and. And then, you, uh, you know, they were, they weren't doing any things. I guess I just didn't think about it. You got to strike <laughs> while the iron's hot. I was doing that with the forge because I was like, like, when else am I going to have access to a forge? And actually, it was a bit of a tricky balance to strike because, like, it was fun, like, hanging out with everyone and just, like, we had so many great, like, conversations over the weekend. Um, but at the same time, you're like, man, like, the forge is free right now. I kind of want to make something. So um, I definitely made a few extra things. So... Cause I knew I wouldn't have access to it after that weekend for a little while. I feel, I feel like it would have been really hard to balance, like wanting to socialize and wanting to make. It was, yeah. but because it was a small group, like there was 14 of us. Yeah. It wasn't too, it was, it was a very perfectly sized group. I would say. Yeah. It, I definitely went more social than make because yeah. I, I'm like, I don't know. I'm a social. I I was craving social because You're I haven't seen butterfly. anyone. I think yeah. I think Morley gets out more than I do. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I work at a very social job. Well, yeah, I was going right. to say. Yeah. Um, so, did everyone make cleavers? Yes. Yes, sir. Mm. Yeah, that looks cool. I've never seen that. Like having to um, heat it up and put the handle on before. Yeah, me either. I was. I think yeah. when Eden and, saw those stories, she was like. Like she's like, is that necessary or is that just because it looks cool? Um, yeah, I was wondering the same well, thing. You could probably make it without doing it, but it looks way cooler if you burn it on. So, so what does that actually accomplish? So essentially, so it, you, you drill a pilot hole, and then you the pilot hole is smaller than the tang of the of the blade. Yeah. So when you heat up the tang and you drive it on, it like makes a cavity in the handle that's the exact shape of the um of the tang so it makes it so that you get a really tight fit on the handle and since it's a tapered tang you wouldn't really be able to do that with just a and you uh, also don't have to have the have the handle cut in half and cut the groove out you can do yeah and you also yeah you also don't need any adhesive you can just hammer it in place Mm. and it's a nice tight fit yeah Mm -hmm. i did say that you had to um hammer over the end but yeah yeah but I mean, so you, theoretically, you could have actually cut that off and and then flattened it rather than bend it over. Sort of like yeah, a, but that would be um, way lamer. What? Well, like you could have peened it, and and mm, like but, yeah, there's definitely other ways. You could also sure. put a nut. You could have threaded it, and then the yeah. handle's removable. Like there's a lot of different ways, but this is the easiest and coolest way. Yeah. I will yeah. say that it. All look cool. it I have 757,000 views on my burn-in video, right, as we speak. Grant is the newest fan of Instagram Reels, the fastest <laughs> from hating them to loving them. No, I still hate them, but they're you somehow... Can find, you can find Grant on TikTok at... I, I don't think I... No, I'll never be on TikTok because I don't like it. But <laughs> I'm going to steal your to video. Them. I'm going to steal your reel and put it on my TikTok. Go for it. Um, I, I doubt it'll get as much... On TikTok. All right. I'm, uh, I don't, I'm actually going to do this and we're going to no, see if it, it gets better. I have a, I have a TikTok. <laughs> so do it. I want to, I want to, I want to see. see Grant, I think you should do it so we can compare. I think it's a good, so I think it's a good experiment. Yeah. Yeah. No, anyways. I, th- I think it's a great uh, experiment. The only reason it's gotten so big is because it's got a really good tune with it. And I don't know if TikTok's got tunes. Yes, it TikTok, does. That's how TikTok the, got its That's how TikTok <laughs> works. Just everything Instagram Reels has, TikTok had first. <laughs> yeah. That's it's well, funny. I, I used to videos. I used to hate TikTok and now I, I look at TikTok more than Instagram. Um and yes, TikTok actually grows a lot more from sounds. Like you can put it you put you use the a certain song and you'll grow a lot faster. Yeah. Which is I don't like funny. TikTok and that's fine. I don't want to be on it. It's fine. It's same with Twitter. I don't want to be on it. You can be on it. You can love it. I don't care. And Instagram Reels, I just wish it was just video. Like I don't. The problem I have with Instagram Reels has to do with the name of it. But nobody believes me because they go, uh, "That seems like a stupid reason for not liking something." And it. Is. 
g- give it a month, Grant. It's going to be on YouTube Shorts and everything. Oh, I will never put it on YouTube Shorts. <laughs> um, I've, I've thought about that. I went, if I put this on YouTube Shorts and got a million views, that would be pretty cool. You can make like do it. two cents. Well, yeah. It's all more about getting subscribers that I way. Don't, I don't, yeah, I don't like YouTube Shorts because people will subscribe for the Shorts and not for your videos. Um, I noticed in your video, Molly, that I can't remember who it was that was sharpening the cleaver. Jacob. Was one, so was Jacob the only one doing sharpening or did you all do it? No, we all did it. I just got the sickest video of Jacob sharpening his cleaver. Okay. Um, I thought maybe he was just good at it. it. Actually, no, that's true. Not everyone used the stone to sharpen their cleaver. And so I actually like, I am very proud of the, the cleaver that I made and the bevel that I got on it. But if I just spent like a little longer on the belt grinder, I don't think I would have had to bring it to the sharpening stone because Grant, you didn't use the sharpening stone at all, right? No, I just used the leather strop. Earlier in the day, Tony Langer had like, he was one of the first ones to grind his bevel and um, he ground it too far and like got rid of some of the heat treat. So I was like super conservative with Mm -hmm. how much I was grinding it on the belt grinder. Um, So I stopped a little early and then it took a lot of work to get it sharp on the sharpening stone. But uh, yeah, if you, some people just like Grant just got it sharp enough on the belt grinder to like Hmm. play fruit ninja. It, I was yeah. going to say, I, I do wish you had more fruit ninja in your video. Yeah. Maybe so I got that like literally as Austin threw that banana, I like whipped out my phone and press record. I like almost did not get that <laughs> clip. And if I'll put this out here, Austin runs on an amazing camp. Yes. And he is a bad cameraman. <laughs> not only did he so we you know you did like we did the first we did the first fruit ninja and it worked great um but he immediately like the fruit hit the ground and he hit stop record i was like oh my god that's so amazing blah 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 right and he doesn't get my reaction I'm yeah like, you need okay some, that's fine you need some outro right until like, the shot settle some yeah exactly so he's like okay we'll go get some more fruit so we go and get some more fruit and we come back and he's been recording the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so then when we cut the second banana, I he shuts it off. That that reminds me of a story. When I was a kid, we went to a theme park and there was a show on. And my mum had pushed stop on the, on the video camera, recorded yep. the whole thing. So she missed watching the actual show because she was recording and then pressed record. And you get oh, and yeah. like it was like two days later we get home and we're watching the video and it just like cuts out the whole thing and we're like what the hell? Yeah, this is what I always exactly what he did. Cameras, yeah, not phones, but like video cameras or digital cameras. Record buttons should not be a toggle switch. They should be a a flip on off, so you know when it's recording and there's no ambiguity about stopping and starting recording. Right. Well, so this was on my phone, but. I agree. They should yeah. be a they should be a toggle, not a momentary switch. Yes, yes, yes. Or even just I something agree. on the screen that shows like more prominent, saying "recording" across the screen or something. There's a flashing red light, but that's fine. Um, he, <laughs> we, and he, he. Then we finally got some more fruit, even more fruit, and we did it again. And he missed it. He just was standing too close and didn't move the camera enough. So I'm going to be filming some in my backyard in the next couple of days. It's going to be fun. <laughs> I, I, I will say, though, that that um, Austin's YouTube videos are, are good. Like, don't don't, oh, they're go, sick. No, don't not go watch his videos because we're saying he's a shit cameraman. No, no. <laughs> so when he, he's actually, you know, what's really funny is I was talking to him before and he, and he said, I do all the time. He says, I always record the wrong thing and I have to do things twice. Yeah. Because I have the negative, like I have the time I'm supposed to be recording is black <laughs> and the time I'm not. So he's he said this to me and then I still handed him my camera. So <laughs> it's really my fault. Yeah. But yes, he, he like, definitely makes he like se- he sells Go his ahead. camera. He sells his camera on Facebook saying that it only shows black and he can't work out why, but he just hasn't taken off the lens cover. <laughs> So, Grant, um, what what happened uh, when you tried to get back to Canada? Well, why don't instead why don't we talk about the grab bags because they're next? Yes, yeah, yeah, grab bags. All right, the, sw- the swag bag, swag, swag bag, bag, seven o'clock. 
Yeah. So Grant, I actually uh, modified your swag bag. So one of the, the thing that Grant cool. made and that the YouTube yes. watchers can see are these lovely little mini clipboards. So today at work, I um, used a Forstner bit to drill a couple little holes in the back and nice. inserted some magnets. So you were nice. wrong. You don't need the thick ones to put magnets in because I used a thin one. Did you? No, the thick did, ones are for putting pens in. Right, right, right. Did you already say what a what the grab bag was? So everyone who attended made something for the other attendees, uh, except for Tony because he doesn't care about anyone else. No, actually, <laughs> just, the, <laughs> just, just um, thrown at one of our Patreon supporters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just kidding, Tony. Um, That's better. Um, I made a pine plaque. It's okay. You. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, though, the um, no, the stuff everyone made was like super generous for the most part. Like Justin made these amazing turned wooden pens, and it was really cool because, like, I mean, I've never bought one of Justin's pens, so it was a great opportunity to like see everyone's work. And mm. like now, I would probably buy one of Justin's pens because I see how beautiful they are. Like, I don't think I've, I have I've owned two a pen Justin this pens. Ooh, I already I already know what I'll make when I come. What's ben that? made. I'm not saying. Oh. Ben made some um, really cool, like laser engraved field notes books, and mm-hmm. also gave mm-hmm. everyone some of his wood bomb, which I actually used to finish my handle, which I neglected to put in the video, but it looks really nice. Yeah, I, I used it on my cutting board. It, it turned out really good. If you want to buy some of that, go to handmadebyvincentferrari.com. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, Justin or Jacob and Jade made walnut wine holders, like the tilty ones. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, Jacob Griffin actually the hats made... that Scott made. Yeah. Oh, the pen holders, the three D yep. printed and leather pencil holders that you can clip on your hat. Scott made everyone Austinville hats, which was actually a really cool one. And I thought, like, I'm happy he made those because we didn't really have any other wearable things with the austinville logo on it i was like oh it'd be great if someone made like shirts or something but the fact that he made those i was really happy about because now i have like a thing i can wear that has the logo that dean designed um which is actually based on austin's surf company mm-hmm. little easter egg um yeah but it was i don't want to like made... just like brag about how all nice all these gifts were they were really nice um, well, I'll, I'll go through. Dean made uh, the koozies. He got koozies made, and then like he, I don't know, leather. I thought he did know, stamps. Did he use a laser or stamp them. And then Didn't he, he make everyone stamps? stamps. Dean made like ten yeah. things, and he also made the bags. Um, Devin made and pencils. Pencils. Oh, and the pencils, which I put in my bag, but they disappeared, so I don't have any, unfortunately. Um, I feel like Jacob and Jade made something more than those. I think they made. Oh, they did laser engraved leather patches as well. Right. And they made laser engraved s'more kits. Oh, yeah. What? But they didn't bring us chocolate. So they they laser engraved the biscuits. Yeah. Yeah, And and the the marshmallows. What? Yeah, it was cool. Apparently you can buy like rectangular marshmallows, which kind of blew my mind. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. That's clearly been made just for s'mores. Yeah. If, I feel if, like there was more stuff. Oh, and I made clipboards. And if you want to see a video on the clipboards, which include magnets, which were an optional thing in the video, we'll put a link to that video in the show. Notes. I, I will also say that s'mores is not a thing here. I've never had a s'more, and I don't actually technically know what it is. I know there's a marshmallow, chocolate, and biscuits, but I don't know. Wow. Dude, so, you gotta have s'more. So I, I'm so keen for next year to like try stuff. You can make them. Well, yes, we wouldn't have the right them. stuff though. Yeah, you like, like you don't have graham crackers. I don't, I don't know what a graham cracker is. Actually, that's a fair point. They are relatively hard to find in Canada. I found compared to the states. Um, I found them just to be a lot more widespread in the states. But graham cracker, it's like a honey flavored cookie cracker it's like halfway between a cookie and a cracker Mm. and then you roast a marshmallow over the fire you stick it in between the graham crackers and you slide a piece of chocolate in there ideally hershey's milk chocolate which is like the classic the classic i've had hershey's and i did not like it 
fair, especially it's, coming from okay, a country cool. where they where they make real chocolate. Yes. Yeah. If you have, if you like Hershey's, you obviously haven't had Cadbury. Hershey's is not real chocolate. Yeah. Wait, you haven't had what? Cadbury, the best chocolate in the world, other than Swiss. Cadbury, like the mini eggs. I don't know. You guys. Yeah. Are talking <laughs> yeah, but you know what? East, Easter eggs um, taste different. They're built different. Built different. <laughs> have you seen that? The guy who cracks an egg. I know, that's why I said it. Okay, I didn't know. Great audio content, guys. Grant, how did you get back to Canada? (laughs) So, okay, let's let's start the Canada journey backwards. So thank you, everyone, for who made the gifts, because I know everyone is a listener. Um, So how did I get back to Canada? Well, Morley and I, on Saturday, decided we needed to go and get this uh, PCR test, which we had booked ahead of time, and we went to uh, Walgreens? Right Right in. Right, Aid? We didn't do enough research, basically, is what it turned out. And we went to the one that had the slowest uh, turnaround time for PCR tests. Two to seven days is what they told us, which is quite a large right. range when you have to get it back yeah. within 72 hours of crossing the border. Right. So we, I was starting to freak out. When, they, when, the, when the pharmacist said, we'll get results in two to seven days, I went... Like my heart just stopped and I went, ah, oh, what am I going to do? So we're, we're, we're right after the test, we went to uh, dinner at the Mexican restaurant in, uh, in the town. And the whole time I'm like on my phone trying to find a place to get a yeah, quicker really put a damper on the night. It did. And then I eventually found that in the Newark airport, they set up a rapid PCR test. So there's two different types of tests. There's an antigen test, which is like a 15-minute test, and it either confirms that you have like no signs of COVID or you need further testing. Hmm. The further testing is the PCR test, and I used to do what that polymer chain reaction test, um, and, and that one's like very definitive, but they have to send it to a laboratory. Yeah, that's all we have here. Which is fine. We don't have any rapid. You don't need rapid. Like if you don't need it, you don't need it. Like the rapid doesn't matter because what you should be, if you think you have COVID, you should be quarantining. Exactly. Yeah. So, but if for travel, you need to get the test to enter Mm -hmm. Canada, you need a PCR test. You can't have any other type of test. Mm -hmm. I think there's other types of tests that are take longer or whatever, but the PCR test is the general one that you can have. So we go on Saturday, we get our pre-scheduled four o'clock appointment and uh, get that news. And then I spend the the thing and I find out in the Newark airport, which is where I'm heading. I'm going from Norfolk to Newark and then Newark, I'm entering Canada, going to Toronto, Toronto to Ottawa. The Newark airport has one hour PCR test for $250. So I'm like, I guess that's how much it's going to cost for me to get back into my country. So I book a test for that. And I finally like wipe the sweat off my brow and I'm good to go. Ready to go home. Everyone's happy. High fives all around. (laughs) I get to the airport and I'm standing and I, and they don't like you. First of all, you get to the airport instead of like a normal place where you talk to a person, a person come like if you try and talk to the person, they just literally point at a computer screen and tell you to p- put your stuff in the computer screen. So I put my stuff in the computer screen and it starts flashing red. And that's because they require my PCR test results. I don't have any, so I can't give it. And I'm like, no, I'm planning to get it in Newark. And the app says that's when I need to show it because when I need to show it is to the border. Like your your airline doesn't really care, but I guess they work together with the border. Anyways, mm-hmm. they say I can't get it. They, I'm like, okay, what can I do? Because I could fly domestically with it without needing a test. You can fly anywhere in the States without needing a test. So I'm like, well, can I fly? Can you break up my my trip? So that I fly, the first one is a domestic trip and my baggage comes off and I have to go get my baggage and all mm. that garbage. It's, they're like, there's nothing we can do. 
we don't actually sell tickets here. We don't do anything here. We just make sure you enter stuff into the computer. You have to call the United Airlines. And I go, okay, what's their number? So they give me their number. I call the United Airlines. I say, hey, can you split up my trip so that I don't have to pay anything? Or can you sell me a ticket? She's like, well, not paying anything is obviously preferable. So I'll check with my boss to see if that's something we can do. So I get on hold for four, uh, 20 minutes and they come back. And during the 20 minutes on hold, I'm texting everyone and their mother saying, I'm completely fucked. And I included morally, I went, I'm completely fucked. Please don't leave the city without hearing from me. This is, this is like the moment I wave goodbye to Austin and get into my car. I check my phone. Text from Grant says, I'm fucked. <laughs> so I'm like, oh shit. So I'm still on hold. I get, they get back on. They're like, my supervisor said, there's nothing you can do because you booked your flight through Expedia. And I went, well, yeah, I booked my flight through Expedia because it was way cheaper, like half the price of booking it through United's own little website. Anyways, I'm like, okay, just sell me a flight then, right? We have a discussion. You know, there's, oh, it turns out there's a seat available. I'm like, of course there's a seat available because I can't get on it. So no matter what you do, there's going to be a seat available. If you have to cancel mine to get me on there. Anyways, they asked me a million questions like to, to book the flight, all the crap that you need to book a flight and it takes forever. And she's like, very, like normally if you're saying like full credit card numbers, like people who enter them all the time are very quick at going like boom, 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 boom. This person was like, you know, five, two. She's like five, two. And I'm like, oh, okay. Very, very frustrating. I eventually get the five digit ID code I need to get on the airplane and I run up to the terminal and I press it in and it just starts flashing red again. I'm like, I'm still on the phone with the person who's selling me the stuff. And I'm like, just hold on a second. I'm going to enter it in. Right. It starts flashing red, a different person than the people I was already dealing with comes over because it's been so long. There's been a shift change. They come over and go, well, you know what? There's nothing we can do. You needed to be here 30 minutes before check-in. I was like, well, I've been here 30 minutes before check-in. I've been here for the last hour and a, and a half. And on top of that, I'm, I literally, you guys just sold me this flight. They're like, no, you know, who sold it to you? I'm like I'm on the phone with United right now. And they're like, well, I'm sorry. There's nothing we can do. And she was the type of person who like lowers her mask to speak to you. I'm yeah, like, right. do you understand that the mask is there for you to, oh, we got a, a, a Eden and Penny have dropped by to say hello. Anyways, nothing I can do. I walked away and, uh, and I texted Morley and I said, Morley, you need to help me out. Come pick me up at the airport. Come drive me home. And he did. All that to say, I then got in the, you know, we took two days to drive home and it was fine. Um, but the, uh, the, I didn't get, I wasn't, I didn't go through the airport, so I couldn't pick up my knife. I mm. stayed the night at my brother's house. So, you know, whatever. Luckily that actually worked. We out. gave, we gave Altoona a second chance. We had some great food yeah. and drink. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it was a really great little bar there. Yeah. Um, Knickerbocker Tavern, if you're ever in Altoona, Pennsylvania. <laughs> My wife laughed at that. Am I saying things or did Molly just change his shirt? I was hot. I get a little, I get okay. a little steamy right. when we record podcasts. <laughs> I'm like, have I just not paid attention to you the whole time? <laughs> anyway, back to your story. Uh, so, uh, you know, basically we get to that and I, I ended up saying uh, Morley drives us back and uh, on the way, I think we might have come across a uh, clamp mendation. Yes. So on the way back, um, Grant introduced me to a podcast, which he has mentioned on this podcast before called my brother, my brother and me. And I really, really enjoyed it. It's super funny. Um, I mean, I'm not, don't really need to, advertise them it's like one of the most popular comedy podcasts out there right now but um yeah yeah just a great like sketch comedy show um i just listened to their most recent episode it was really really great um 
like I think I, I would assume everyone who listens for the first time like needs to get past their voices because they can sound like pretty obnoxious. But once you get over that and like you get into the jokes and the bits that they just have like so much commitment to, uh, it's hilarious. Like you mentioned, Grant, like some of the episodes are like are kind of flops. Like when they, I I really appreciate how they really like explore each bit to its full potential. There's a lot of like yes anding. Like anytime someone says something, they kind of just like build off of it and and try to see where things will go. I don't know how much of it totally. is planned in advance or what, but um, based on the fact that they flop a lot, I would you know or flop <laughs> often enough, I would say it's not planned. In, well, I, I mean that is that assumes that they planned. know what's. That assumes that they know what they're what will be funny. Oh, they've sometimes gone, and this will be a shit show at the end <laughs> of it. But I think the only thing they plan in advance is the intro, like the the oh, little, uh, like. It, uh, other than that, Travis uh, does all the questions and goes through them, so he has the like the questions. Griffin. So if you go back in the history, he used to go through uh, Yahoo Answers and take questions from there, and now yeah. they're trying to find. Like Wiki the replacement Owl. to that, and now they're doing approaching Wiki the Owl. wizard. Yeah, yeah, it's not as funny. Yahoo Answers was way better. But <laughs> wait, why did they stop doing it. Yahoo Answers? Is it not a Yahoo thing Answers? No, they shut down. Not only did they shut down, they like deleted it from the internet. Oh, oh damn! No, no you can't even find the old answers. Wow. Yeah, so I'm a fan. It's a good time. It'll be uh, it'll be added to the rotation. Yeah. Grant. And if just for those who want to know, there's currently a live and virtual show available that uh like uh the recorded version of it is available, I believe. And I'm sure it's at like bit.ly slash macroid live show or something stupid like that. <laughs> Grant, what what did I do? Well, my clampmendation is gonna be uh surprise, surprise, well, you didn't a cleaver. Do it. I didn't do it. I know. Well, actually, technically you did because you made one too. I did. Uh, but, uh, I, you know, I really enjoyed uh, seeing all like the little videos after. So Scott from Daddy Yourself did a video. Uh, Bear Naked, uh, Justin from Bear Naked did a video. And uh, I really enjoyed uh, Justin's uh, title. So that's the one that gets it. It's uh, I drove wow. 2,000 miles right, to make this cleaver <laughs> worth it. So I, I really like the oh, title, so that's why he gets oh. my clamp mendation. Sorry, I muted myself. I muted. I didn't even realize. I was trying to talk the whole time. <laughs> he should have named it. I would walk two thousand miles. I would yeah. walk two thousand miles. Adam. Anyway, my clamp mendation <laughs> is uh, the Escape Room movies. I don't, I'm pretty positive Escape Room number one is on Netflix now. Um. I'm not sure if it is in America, but I know it is in Australia. And it's like if Saw was escape rooms, pretty much. It's it's pretty hmm. cool. Yeah. Um, I love escape rooms. I love Saw. And yeah, it was perfect. Uh, number two, I think, I don't know if number two is at the movies yet, but it was really good. Um, and yeah. For the after show, I watched something that you're probably interested in. Cool. Mm. While I was at oh, my brother's. And oh. my brother and me. Free guy action. I love Free Guy. So good. Oh, you've already seen it? Yes, I watched it. It was God. so good. It's actually right, so yeah, a hot take for um for the off show with that. Anyway, on to Yes, on to Adam's Australian Word of the Week. What do you got yeah. for this, Adam? I have a two for this week because they go together. So I'm wondering, when you guys were driving back to Canada, did you stop at any watering holes? And did you chunder at all? Uh, yeah, we stopped at the uh, so, Knickerbocker Tavern. Yeah. And I don't but think... But I didn't chunder. I mean, if he did, I didn't hear him because we were sleeping about four feet from one another. Damn it. <laughs> That's not even like... There's a chunder down under. We've talked about it on the podcast before. Oh, uh, okay. Did you pass? Yeah. Oh, Pash. I don't know that one. No. What's Pash? Have a guess. Well, what? Sorry, spell it. P-A-S-H. Hmm. Use it in a sentence. Wait, okay, no, what? before you do. If I use it in mean, a sentence, it's going to give it away. 
doesn't mean like um doesn't mean have sex. No. Alright, I got nothing. A passion is a long passionate kiss. Oh, I wasn't too far off. As in like making out with someone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we passed a little bit during the drive. And oh, and a pa- and a pash rash. A pash rash <laughs> is a red irritated skin as a result of heavy making out session with someone with a beard. Sounds like an STD. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I would like to give a big thank you to a few groups of people. First, I'd like to thank everyone who supports us on Patreon, uh, whomst we are very grateful for. Um, they make the website possible. Um, and just thank you so much. So we have a few people at the very top level. Um, those disappeared, but if I remember them correctly, I think it is, uh, I don't even remember. Someone put it back. Who deleted them? Is it just Brent Jarvis? Yes. Yes. Brent Jarvis, thank you for being our F clamp. It's literally right there in the document. I don't see it. Oh yeah, there it is. You got to put stuff on new lines. What are you guys doing? Putting things in the same line. It is on. Um, No, it was on the same line. Enter. It has been this way since for 73 episodes, but it's all good. Um, Everyone who supports us on Patreon gets a handmade embossed leather keychain made with a 3d printed stamp. Um, If you want to see a video on that, I have a video on that shameless plug. And if you want to learn more about that, get access to the after show. You can find that at patreon.com slash clamp. I would also like to thank TF turning for the fantastic theme music. And if you would like to see the thumbnails that grants made, you can see them on our Instagram page at clampcast. We also have a YouTube video version, which is fun. You would have seen me change shirts and me get taken place by a cat briefly. Um, mm. And yeah. Is that is that everything? Well, don't forget to thank the guest. If oh, applicable. thanks me for being the guest. Oh, is that applicable? <laughs> I don't think it was applicable this time. No. Cheers and have a great day. <laughs> oh this is a great great ending to a great sh- episode yes mm-hmm. all right and thank you everyone bye Thanks. bye bye oh i thought we were already finished I don't want to hit the wall. That was way too loud. One more. Hit it really loud. Hit her li- hit her hit her really lightly. Hello and welcome. Oh, I gotta do it faster. Alright, last one. This is it. Hello and welcome to Cl- oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and now you've got your ending, Adam. I was gonna say we have some outtakes. Alright.